Chapters nineteen and twenty of the third volume by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Nineteen Tate brings news. As quick as a fast hansom could take him, Claude drove to Earl Street and found Tate impatiently waiting his arrival. The little man had a look of triumph in his eyes, which showed that his interview with Mrs. Bezel had been to some purpose dormer had placed wine and biscuits on the table and made hungry by his long journey to hampstead tate was partaking of these modest refreshments when claude entered the room i thought you were never coming said he glancing at his watch past ten o'clock you must have had an interesting conversation with hilliston to stay so long i have had a very interesting conversation and you oh i got back thirty minutes ago after being more than an hour with your mother was she disappointed at my non-appearance very much so but i explained that you had to dine with hilliston she did not seem to like that either absurd she thinks no end of hilliston and advised me to see him as much as possible nevertheless the idea that you were dining with him did not please her i could only quiet her by telling all i know about mrs hilliston when tate made this remark claude was taking off his cloak but he paused in doing so to ask a question what possible interest can my mother have in mrs hilliston i don't know but she asked me who she was and where she came from insisted on a description of her looks and altogether pumped me dry on the subject i suppose she wished to know something of hilliston's domestic felicity and as he has not enlightened her on the subject applied to me this explanation which was accepted implicitly by claude was by no means the truth with his usual sharpness tate had noted mrs bezel was profoundly jealous of the lawyer's wife and from this and sundry other hints had drawn conclusions by no means flattering to the lady herself still as she was claude's mother he had too much good breeding and too much liking for his friend to state his belief which was that the bond between mr hilliston and mrs bezel was not of so harmless a nature as they would have the world believe with this idea in his head tate began to look at the case from the point of view adopted by john parver might it not be true that hilliston was the secret lover of the wife and the murderer of the husband certainly the efforts he was making to stay claude in solving the mystery gave colour to the idea if he were innocent of crime and illicit passion he would surely be anxious to hasten instead of retarding the discovery tate's private opinion was that hilliston had the crime of murder on his soul but for obvious reasons not unconnected with mrs bezel he did not care to speak openly to larcher on the contrary while admitting a disbelief in the lawyer he feigned a doubt of his complicity in the matter which he was far from feeling under these circumstances he had advised claude to leave the matter alone for he dreaded the effect on his friend's mind when he learned the truth whether hilliston proved innocent or not the unravelling of the mystery would necessarily result in the disclosure of the relations existing between him and mrs bezel tate shrank from pursuing investigations likely to lead to such a result but the determination of claude to avenge his father's murder left him no option against his better judgment he was urged along the path of discovery but trusted when the time came to soften the blow of the inevitable result in silence he heard the story related by claude of the evening at hilliston's and did not comment on the information thus given so speedily as larcher expected he thought it wiser to delay any remarks till he had told the young man of his interview with mrs bezel i need not go into details claude he said anxious not to say too much but will tell you as shortly as i can 
mrs bezel it is more convenient to speak of her so than to call her your mother is not pleased that you should try and solve this mystery i know that she thinks it is hopeless and is unwilling that i should waste my time to no purpose but she should have thought of that before inducing hilliston to show me the paper now it is too late and for my own satisfaction if not for hers i must go on with the matter did you relate our conversation with linton yes and she takes the same view of it as hilliston that miss Payton got the case from a bundle of old newspapers what do you think yourself i still hold to my opinion said tate quietly the affair was related to jenny by someone who lived in horriston at the time the murder took place else she would never have given linton that fact about the scarf-pin which as we know is not mentioned in the report of the trial hilliston says that the episode is fiction mrs bezel says it's a fact what was a scarf-pin of garnets really found in the grounds of the laurels it was mrs bezel described the jewel to me and asserted that it was discovered near the bank of the stream does she know to whom it belonged no she had no recollection of having seen it before neither your father nor jerringham wore a scarf-pin of that pattern it is curious that hilliston should insist that such a pin never existed it is very curious assented tate significantly especially as it was shown to him by dennis bantry this one fact ought to convince you that hilliston is playing us false my doubts were confirmed by his manner to-night replied claude gloomily i don't know what his reason may be or how i can reconcile his present behaviour with his kindness to my mother but he certainly seems anxious to thwart us if he can tate guessed what the reason was very well but was too wise to explain himself granted that a bond existed between mrs bezel and the lawyer and the whole thing became clear but mrs bezel was claude's mother so tate held his peace why wasn't the scarf been produced at the trial asked claude seeing his friend made no answer only one man can answer that question dennis bantry does my mother know where he is no she has not set eyes on him since he left horriston it is strange that he should have suppressed so important a piece of evidence said claude meditatively devoted as he was to my father i should have thought he would have done his best to bring the murderer to justice perhaps he did not know who the murderer was however there is no doubt that the scarf-pin must have told him something about which he judged it wise to hold his tongue perhaps miss Payton can enlighten us on the subject then she must know dennis bantry so i think said tate thoughtfully the episode of the scarf-pin was only known to your mother to hilliston and to bantry jenny Payton does not know your mother who denied all knowledge of her she cannot be acquainted with hilliston or he certainly would not have let her make use of the affair for linton's book even if he had told her there only remains dennis bantry now i know that jenny has lived all her life at thorston so if she saw this man anywhere it must have been there is there any one in the neighbourhood you think is he asked larcher greatly excited none that i can call to mind but then i don't know the neighbourhood very well we must make a thorough exploration of it when we are down there certainly but it seems to me that the only one who can put us in the right track is the girl true enough i only hope she will be amenable to reason larcher poured himself out a glass of wine and drank it slowly 
then he lighted his pipe and returned to his chair with a new idea in his head i wonder why hilliston told that lie about the scarf-pin tate ask me something easier i cannot say we'll learn nothing from him my dear fellow it is no use asking further questions of your guardian or of your mother we have found out all from them that we can nothing now remains but to see jenny Painton. quite right and we go to thorston to-morrow by the ordinary train i have written for the dog-cart to meet us by this time next week we may know a great deal we may know the truth that is if hilliston doesn't thwart us he is going down to eastbourne remember i know but i intend to get what the americans call the inside running by seeing jenny to-morrow evening the whole case turns on her explanation of the scarf-pin episode well said claude knocking the ashes out of his pipe we found linton through his book we found jenny through linton through her we may find dennis bantry and through dennis bantry we may find the man who killed your father finished tate triumphantly well i know what the name of the man will be what will it be jerringham tate shrugged his shoulders knowing what he did he was by no means certain on that point twenty a precis of the case a month ago had any one prophesied that i spencer tate would be engaged in playing the part of an amateur detective i should have flatly contradicted his prognostication yet here i am doing my best to solve the mystery which hangs round the death of my friend's father i cannot say that i object to the task for there is something tremendously exciting in this man-hunt my friendship for claude is the principal factor which induces me to meddle with the business but a slight flavouring of selfishness is also present hitherto we have been fairly successful and have at least found a clue likely to lead to some certain result between mrs bezel hilliston and linton's book we have learned a good deal of the case and all our knowledge points to an interview with jenny Painton as the next step to be taken to-morrow we start for thorston for this purpose but before exploring the new field i judge it wise to set down all the facts which have come to our knowledge and to deduce therefrom if possible a logical reason for our future actions i have my suspicions but these are vague and intangible claude has his suspicions but these do not coincide with mine he believes jerringham to be guilty of the crime i think hilliston is likely to prove the assassin both of us may be wrong to take the case of mr hilliston his attitude is decidedly aggressive at the present moment and he is doing his best to dissuade claude from investigating the case why should he do so george larcher was his dearest friend and met with a cruel fate if there is any chance of his fate being avenged surely hilliston should be the first to prosecute the inquiries instead of doing so he hangs back and throws cold water on my efforts and on claude's he must have some reason for his actions is that reason to be found at clarence cottage in hampstead this question brings me to a delicate point my work is hampered by the fact that mrs bezel is claude's mother and i dare not express myself as i should wish i gather from the report of the trial that mrs larcher was a vain and silly coquette who threw away the love of a good man for the indulgence of her own selfish instincts guilty she may have been but not with jerringham 
if she had any lover it was francis hilliston after a visit to clarence cottage i believe the view taken of the case by the novelist to be the right one during my interview with mrs bezel i noted her every look and action when hilliston's name occurred she flushed up and looked savage she was anxious to know all about the wife at kensington gore and in every way showed that she had more interest in the man than she cared to confess again she told me that her illness was of ten years duration hilliston has been married ten years what is more likely than that he should have wearied of the invalid and so deserted her for mrs derrick the rich widow mrs bezel is jealous of hilliston and of his wife her love has changed to hatred and i verily believe that she would harm him if she could already she has attempted to do so for it was only her threat to reveal all to claude that made hilliston produce that report of the larcher affair she has told me all she knows but i cannot help thinking that she is keeping back certain facts connected with the case there is a hesitancy and doubt in her speech which points to some secret if i could learn that secret it might establish the guilt of hilliston and yet i cannot believe that no woman however vain however frivolous would have lived with the man who murdered her husband who slew the father of her child mrs bezel's secret may not directly inculpate hilliston but it may point toward him as the possible assassin but i cannot believe that she thinks him guilty their relations with one another forbid so horrible a supposition nevertheless hilliston is afraid of the truth coming to light he denies that the garnet scarf-pin ever existed while mrs bezel said she saw it herself if the lawyer is not afraid why should he tell a deliberate lie it is his word against that of mrs bezel and as her statement is backed up by the description in the novel i believe she is telling the truth can it be possible that the scarf-pin belonged to hilliston and was dropped by him in the garden of the laurels on the night of the struggle here hilliston proves an alibi he stated to claude that at the hour of three o'clock when the crime was presumably committed he was at a ball in the horriston town hall if that can be proved he must perforce be innocent another supposition can mrs larcher be actually guilty of her husband's death and knowing this is hilliston anxious to stop claude in his investigations lest he should learn so terrible a truth i cannot believe this for mrs larcher or bezel set the ball rolling herself and were she guilty she certainly would not have run such risk then again jerringham fled on the night of the murder for what reason if hilliston killed larcher why should jerringham fly if mrs bezel killed her husband why should jerringham fly i see no reason in his flight and yet if he were guilty and hilliston knew him to be guilty why should he try and screen him at the present time altogether the case is so confusing that i do not know what to think or whom to suspect i wonder what has become of mona bantry and her child mrs bezel said she had not seen the girl or her brother for twenty-five years yet they must be somewhere circumstances point to jenny Payton having heard the story of the tragedy from dennis for no one else could have revealed the episode of the scarf-pin or have described the jewel if dennis told her he must live at thorston and if he lives there his sister must be with him if this pair who were in the house on the night of the murder can be found the truth may come to light after searching thorston and finding out all i can from the bantries presuming them to be there 
it is my intention to go down to horriston and find out some one who remembers the case in spite of the lapse of time there must be some old people alive who danced at that ball in their hot youth they may be able to say if george larcher was there present in the character of darnley and at what time hilliston left the ball i may also hear what they think of jerringham and of the conduct of mrs bezel in making these investigations i shall not take claude as i shrewdly suspect the opinion of these oldsters regarding his mother are anything but flattering to that lady if i go to horriston i must go alone on reading over these notes i am hardly satisfied with them they do not seem to give me much basis on which to work i suspect this person and the other but i have very little evidence to back me up in such suspicions the only thing that seems clear to me is that hilliston has some object in thwarting our plans what the object is i must find out perhaps i shall do so at thorston where i am certain to meet both hilliston and his wife and that reminds me of what claude related about her emotion this evening it is certainly curious but the worst of dabbling in detective business is that one is apt to get over suspicious in this case i think there is no ground for suspicion mrs hilliston is an american and came to england twelve years ago i know this for certain for i remember when she made her debut in society this being the case she cannot possibly have any connection with horriston and her emotion must have been merely the recollection of the story related by her husband when he told her of claude well it is past midnight and i had better end these unsatisfactory notes detective business is harder than i thought how am i to evolve order out of all this chaos i hardly know save to trust to luck and jenny peyton and so to bed as said worthy samuel pepys End of chapters 19 and 20